Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Unwinding. How are we doing? How's everybody's week going? It's my favorite time of the week, personally, when I get to do this and sit in my fucking living room and talk to myself but really i know i'm talking to you you know what i mean anyway well myself and my neighbors because i'm sure they can fucking hear this but good afternoon to them okay hello how are we doing i've been better to be h okay i got sick again and i don't really i don't know i don't know what's going on with myself and my body but something is fucking going on. Hold on. This is so loud. I'm gonna burst my own ears. Okay, I think that's better. I'm still figuring out this new mic. I got this little stand for it. So I like clip it onto my dining table and I just, it's just a vibe in here. You know what I mean? Okay, hi. So yeah, I've been sick again. I get sick every 18 business days, 18 to 20 business days. My body's like, oh, time's up, bitch. Here we go. Honestly, I don't know what's wrong. And I should probably get that checked out because it's just not normal. And I was doing really well for a few years. And then ever since I got COVID in February, if you guys remember, I got COVID fucking knocked me out. Holy shit. That was brutal, like brutal. Ever since I got it in February, and I'm not blaming it. Okay, I'm just saying, I'm just saying I've been getting sick fucking every two weeks. I'm also going to try to stop swearing, but good luck on good luck to myself. So yeah, man, hasn't been fun because... Every time I get into a good rhythm, I'm like, hell yeah. And then I just get sick. So not that fun. I had a really special trip planned this weekend. It's Wednesday, by the way. Wednesday, June 22nd, 3.02 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, <laughs> and I had a really fun trip this weekend. A really special trip planned this weekend, which I'm crossing my fingers may still still happen. May or may not still happen. Sorry. Please excuse my brain. But it's Emily's birthday on Friday, and so I had a ticket to go to Toronto this weekend, leaving tomorrow, which I'm definitely not leaving tomorrow. I know you guys can probably hear me and I sound okay, and I'm trying to really, you know, bring the fucking energy for this episode, but I've been feeling like shit, and I've been taking antibiotics because it's just whatever. Anyway, I'm going to stop with this, but I don't know if I'm going to end up going or not. It depends if I feel well enough to travel, and I also like just want to go and not get everybody sick. You know, I don't think that's really the vibe or the birthday present that I'm trying to bring over there. So we'll see. So I'm really hoping that I'll feel better by Friday, and if I do, then I'll, I'll fly on Friday and get there for her actual birthday. But if not, then I'm going to have to miss it, and it's going to be... A huge fucking bummer but you know hopefully i'll be able to go at another time if i don't end up going this weekend but aside from that i have no updates really i um am absolutely madly in love with conrad would take a bullet for him if you don't know what i'm talking about you need to watch the summer i turned pretty on amazon prime holy fucking shit i haven't felt things like that watching a tv show in so long 
okay and it's like i didn't even know what to expect because i actually didn't read the books um which is surprising because i love to read and you know actually they're like nonfiction. wait i always get that fucked up no they're fiction they're fiction books and i i don't know i don't love fiction um but i didn't read the books and i just saw everybody posting this and i was also just sick on the couch i'm like okay fuck it let's watch it i watched four episodes um in one night and i was like i must stay up and watch this whole thing my eyes were literally like shutting and i was like okay fine i guess i'll wait till tomorrow finished it in a day essentially and then started immediately re-watching it because that's just the kind of bitch i am i've always been that way i don't know why i am that way one time i flew to i was flying from barcelona to miami as a direct flight and it was like obviously like fucking i don't know eight hours or some shit <laughs> i watched the same movie three times and the movie is creed by the way which i know backwards and forwards creed one and creed two i know them both love them both equally creed one just slapped much harder but i the movie ended and i just literally pressed replay and the guy next to me was like i'm sure he was like the fuck anyway I don't know why I am like that, but I've heard actually it's like an anxious thing. Um, sirens. I hope everybody's okay. Um, I heard it's an anxious thing where it's like if you have hella anxiety present. Um, wow. I really hope everyone's okay. That's real loud. Oh yeah, so it's like an anxious thing. So it's like I guess a thing for people that tend to overthink a lot and have a lot of anxiety because you like to watch things that you already know like you're familiar with them you're comfortable with them you already know what happens there's no surprises you can just kind of like enjoy it and that's how i feel watching anything even if it's funny when i re-watch it i get to like actually enjoy it you know what i mean because the first time i'm like trying to figure everything out even though i'm not one of those people who's like watching a movie and is like asking the person questions like what happens now when like we both haven't fucking seen it i can't stand that shit anyway okay where am i going with this uh creed oh the summer turned pretty holy shit okay i'm in love i'm in love what a beautiful fucking tv show i'm obsessed it hit it just hit it made me feel things that i haven't felt in so long i felt so identified even though it's about teenagers i just felt i felt it in my soul okay and i'm so in love with conrad and everybody i'm really really confused and praying for everybody who voted jeremiah on my poll yesterday because i asked you guys whose team you're on like 40 percent of you need to get something checked because what what do you mean jeremiah they there's no chemistry there's no chemistry he like flirts with the wall like he'll flirt with anyone and yeah i'm not saying he doesn't love her i think he loves her but they give me friend vibes like i think she even she was like i mean yeah i guess like i can't get your brother so like yeah let's do it you know what i mean i don't know i don't see it i just don't see it you you can't you can't deny the love that is belly and conrad you just can't deny it it's undeniable okay it's undeniable you can cut it with a fucking knife it's there it's precious i can't wait for the next season i would do anything in my power to like have the next season immediately and i wonder what's gonna happen like obviously the brothers are gonna fight and i have a feeling like like conrad like toxic conrad is gonna be like fine go with my brother i don't need you anyway kind of shit you know what i mean anyway okay so enough about that that's the only thing i have to share is that i'm in love with conrad i love him i just oh my god everybody's like he's so toxic i'm like i mean yeah but also imagine knowing your mom is sick the whole summer spoiler alert sorry if i'm spoiling this for you um knowing your mom is sick the whole summer and like having to put on a brave face he's fucking 17 he's upset at his dad his dad hasn't been present like can we give him a break okay 
can we just give him a break thank you okay anyway so speaking of um questions did i even say questions speaking of ig yesterday while i was on the couch i was like okay i want to i miss you guys i haven't talked to you guys in a while so i posted a question box saying like let's do something new tell me something you're feeling tell me something you're struggling with and i will give you like a quote that really slaps for me in that area or a podcast episode that really resonated not necessarily my own just like any podcast episode a book whatever and i was overwhelmed with responses and so i'm trying to space the guest episodes out so i thought for today i was like i got a lot of the same questions or not even questions i got a lot of the same feelings and i guess a lot of us are struggling in a lot of the same departments so i thought i'm gonna get the most submitted um topics and kind of elaborate a little bit in a solo episode because i feel like there's also things in here that we can all identify with even if you're not particularly part that word fucks me up particularly struggling with that exact thing i think there's a lot in here and i also yeah that's it so let's just get into it because i've fucking rambled for nine minutes okay but i love this feeling i sometimes i'm like really feeling a solo and i'm just like ready to fucking talk you know what i mean and today is one of those days clearly okay so i got a lot of feeling stuck in my career feeling stagnant in my career And I actually wrote out the exact submission of the exact ones that I'm going to be answering. So I'm leaving everything anonymous, obviously. Somebody said, feeling like nothing brings me joy career-wise and trying to figure out if that's normal. So I really love this question and I want to start a dialogue around this subject. Here's what I think. Here's what I think about passion and work and the narrative we've been given in the last few years, it seems, as the glamorization of entrepreneurship has fucking skyrocketed and it seems as though there's this persuasion to find your passion and make that your job and this narrative like likes to remind us that if we love what we do we'll never work a day in our life right i think that's absolute bullshit i love what i do but there are a lot of fucking days that feel like work and that's because realistically logistically you're going to have to bust your ass and work and do shit that you don't want to do necessarily i love how i'm trying not to swear every other word is a bad word i'm sorry mom we're not robots right like you have things you enjoy doing and you have things that you're skilled at doing you have things that you're innately good at doing and then you have things that you fucking dread doing and things that you feel neutral about doing and things that you have to work at religiously to do And then maybe there's things that you delegate because you simply refuse or you're just not good at them. I think anybody would agree with me and please DM me what you think regardless. Like I would love to continue this conversation like I said, said, but please tell me, do you love what you do? Do you love what you do for work? And if the answer is yes, tell me if it feels like work. And I guarantee you, not a fucking mind reader, but I bet you 99% of people who say yes will say yes, right? So this idea that we'll never work a day in our life is so fucking misleading and honestly dangerously misleading because I feel as though it's made people think that if they aren't completely fucking passionate about what they do to provide an income for themselves and or their families, they've somehow lost. They've somehow chosen a road that isn't, isn't magical. They've somehow missed out on chasing their passion. And I just think it's bullshit. And I think your job doesn't have to be your passion. I think your job can simply be something you're good at, you enjoy doing, 
Maybe you feel neutral about doing it, but it pays the bills and it allows you to live. And then on the other end of the spectrum, I think your job can be something that you don't like at all, but you do it because it pays the bills. And obviously, your job can be something you absolutely love, your passion, so to speak, and it pays the bills. Maybe you fell into that and realized it was your passion, or maybe you made it your job because it was your passion. Either way, I don't think any of these are wrong. I don't think one is better than another. Do I hope and wish everyone does something for a living that they remotely enjoy? Absolutely, because that's something you're doing five days out of the week, right? But let me tell you, when your passion is your job, it gets tricky as well because there's this blurry line now because you've meshed these two areas of your life and then your passion can sometimes lose its magic. You know what I mean? So basically what I'm trying to say here, because I could go on and on about this, what I'm trying to say here is the grass is greener where you water it. I don't like that we stick to certain ways of living and these ways of living begin trending and then we sort of look down upon the other way of living as if it's lesser than, when in reality, all of these things can coexist and it's such a situational thing. Like, we're all different. I knew as soon as I graduated that I was not going to be in a cubicle or in an office nine to five. Like, I just knew it. I I just was like, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm going to do everything in my power to not do that. And I didn't. I refused. I will also say, I mean, I busted my ass, but I'm the first person to say and admit like my mom helped me at the beginning because I, I mean, I I lived at home at the beginning, you know, so like I wasn't paying rent. Um, I lived in my house in Costa Rica and I was building up my portfolio of like social media clients so that I could manage their platforms. Like essentially I was like a little agency on my own. Um, but it took time, right? I knew I didn't want to be in a nine-to-five. And some days I question that because I'm an incredibly anxious human and I chose a career that includes instability in many ways, and that's just something I chose and something that I am navigating, right? Like, I just, I don't want people feeling bad if their job is literally just their job and nothing else. Like, there's power in that. There's stability in that. And I hope it's something you at least enjoy somewhat or some parts of it, because you're not going to enjoy all of it. I don't enjoy every part of my job. I don't. There's parts that fucking suck. There's parts that are really, really hard. There's parts that I have to sit and teach myself how to do. There's parts that I hope to someday delegate. There's parts that I love. You know what I mean? There's parts that are tedious. Like it's, it's a little bit of everything, even if it is within your passion. So if you do have this pressure, like, fuck, like, I don't, I'm not in love with it. I'm not obsessed with it. Like, it's okay if you don't completely fucking love what you do. I'm reading this book by Grace Beverly, who is an incredible entrepreneur that I admire so much. And in the beginning of the book, she talks about purpose. I'll link the book in um, the show notes, by the way. It's an incredible book. She talks about purpose and how millennials have fallen into this quote-unquote purpose-driven generation. And we're so focused on combining money, purpose, and status, and how achieving that in our career is what we've deemed as success and fulfillment and she talks about this purpose trap that we've fallen into how we feel that if we don't if we don't feel constantly happy and constantly fulfilled in our jobs we've failed so you know if you combine this concept of purpose with the hustle culture we live in it's like a recipe for incredible amounts of pressure and it's sort of assuming we've been put on this earth to just fulfill one purpose And that one purpose is in our job and career. And so she challenges this thought by reminding us that we're not 
put on this earth to do just one thing. We're not alive to just make money. That can very much be one of the things that we love to do and prioritize doing, but it's also like, it's, I don't know, it's kind of dangerous to assign one single purpose to your life, right? It's like she, she, she compares it to having one friend that you lean on for everything. Like that's fucking, that's crazy, right? So the reason I'm bringing this up is because I want to remind you that your purpose is ever changing and it's complex and it's not made up of just one thing. So it's, it's okay if you're not fulfilling your purpose, so to speak, or one of your purposes in your job. I feel like I haven't even, even uncovered a lot of my purposes in this life. I know a few of them, and I'm still trying to like mold them and understand them and conceptualize them, but I don't know all of them. And they also change constantly because I change all the fucking time. And as life happens, the things that I feel called to do or say or implement into my life change as well. Your purpose is ever-changing and messy and complicated, and it doesn't necessarily have to be tied to what you do for a living. You have a whole life outside of that, you know? I don't want to be identified by what I do for a living. It's a huge part of me. It's a part of me that I love. It's a part of me that I'm so fucking proud of and I'm working really hard at. But, you know, it's not all of my life. And I used to think I wanted... I used to think I, I wanted what I did for a living to kind of be my identity. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to explain that. And it will take me a long time, which I don't want to get into. But thank God I realized like there's so much more to me than work you know what I mean like I almost just I always wanted to be known for like you know just working all day and hustling my ass off and this and that and whatever and it's like yeah cool that's great and that's a huge part of me but that is not all of me and if that's what you want that's fine but I want my identity to be reflected upon more of who I am and my values and how I make people feel rather than how I make money, you know? It can be both as well. That can be a huge part of it because I think a way where, you know, one of the vessels through which I can make people feel something is through something that I do online, which in turn is kind of tied to my job. But do you see what I mean here? Anyway, I don't know if this is making any fucking sense. I guess I'm just, I'm trying to conceptualize this question and make you see it from the perspective of, you were put on this earth to do something magical. I believe all of us were, truly. I think the definition of magical will be very different for everybody, which is the coolest part, right? Like, that might not be your job, and it might not be your current job. Maybe it's the next job, or maybe it's just never going to be your career, and maybe you're going to develop and express your purposes in other ways. So my fucking word vomit set aside i asked my best friend bb to elaborate on this because she's been in corporate america for years and has been busting her ass and i've seen her in so many different positions i've seen her struggle i've seen her grow i've seen her cry i've seen her like fucking kill it in all these jobs and i've seen her you know kind of have to tough through jobs that she didn't love whatsoever but she was doing it with a bigger purpose in mind and now She's in a kick-ass position, and now she's, she is working in her passion. She's working in something that she fucking loves, and so I wanted to ask her like, what she would say to somebody who's in a position that they're not completely fulfilled in or feeling stagnant in and questioning whether or not that's okay, right? In summary, she said she loves to remember that once, or somebody once told her that once she stops learning in a position, 
it's probably time to move on to something else. And that she was often in positions that she didn't love whatsoever, but she just kind of looked at them through this lens of this is a stepping stone for me and I'm just going to try to take what I can from this and bring it into the next opportunity. And she was like, you have to also have the initiative yourself to keep learning and trying to cultivate experiences for, experiences for yourself in your different positions. And that way you have those skills under your belt and you can hopefully move on to something else. And she also said, you know, it's tough. Like corporate America can really suck out the motivation out of you and it can be really hard to continue even wanting to learn she said she was stuck and she was unmotivated and now she's able to recognize when she was in that position being like stuck and unmotivated and just not happy and she was like now i can see where i was and how i was literally just like surviving in those positions and she's like but now i do what i love and she's like but now i'm still struggling just in different ways And she was like, you don't just work, 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 and then you get to this point of fulfillment and a feeling of, okay, perfect, made it. She was like, it's constant waves and it's very up and down. And it's also a lot about how you view things and how you view the current position you're in. So I love her answer because it's a lot about perspective and a lot about trying to be present and taking what you can from whatever situation you're in, asking yourself, am I learning? Have I learned everything that I can learn in this position? Or is there, are there more areas that I can take information from? Are there more people here that I can learn from? Are there more relationships that I can cultivate in order to learn more, etc.? Asking yourself those, Asking yourself those questions and assessing whether or not a position has given you ultimately everything it can give you, right? And so I think this is just me speaking now, but if you do have that conversation with yourself and you realize the answer to, the, to all those questions is, yeah, I really... I've really given this my all and I feel like it's given me everything it has to give me. Obviously, I feel like the next steps there are having conversations with somebody above you and seeing if there are opportunities for growth, if that's somewhere where you would even want to grow. And if not, trying to find new opportunities, which I know is so fucking easy to say. And I know we're in a motherfucking recession and it's really hard. So maybe this isn't the best time to to have this conversation, but I think it's never a bad time to be introspective and curious about where you're at in your career and what you've learned and what you think you could still learn and how you and like assessing how you've grown you know literally like sit with yourself and think about how you've grown what you've learned tools and 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 skills that you've acquired and if and if you think there are there's space for more of that you know and just kind of having that conversation with yourself and the last thing I want to say about this because I know we've we've spent some time on this but I think the reason why I, I answered this myself the way that I did is because I don't know if the reason why you don't feel joy in your career is because you have this self-imposed or maybe generation-imposed pressure to be fucking obsessed with what you're doing. I don't know if that's why you feel the way you feel, but I wanted to present it as an option because I think that, that it's a, I talk about this with a lot of people and it's a very real thing that we feel this pressure to be as happy as we can and be so fulfilled in our jobs and always be inspired and creative and motivated and be doing our passion and living our dream. And it's like, that's a lot of fucking pressure and it's very unrealistic. It's very fucking unrealistic. So I think, you know, if my best friend was sitting across the table, that's how I think of these questions. When you guys ask me things, I think of like, what would I say to my best friend, literally? 
And she said to me, like, I don't know, I'm, it's not, nothing is bringing me joy in my career. I would, I would tell her, like, okay, I would say, again, so easy to say, harder to do. I would say, like, is there room to explore something else? I almost want to say, like, try different things because maybe you, you haven't even found something that brings you joy. But then I also think defining what joy means to you is really important because then you know how to pinpoint it when it does come. When that feeling does come like are you looking for joy or are you looking for like i'm completely obsessed fulfilled obs- uh, like living my passion living my dream because those are very different things right and i think you're not going to feel joy at all times right so i think that's also an important conversation to have with yourself and also i think again i don't think there's anything abnormal about not being super fucking happy in every job you do like I, like I said, that's why I kind of answered this the way I did because I just wanted to present it as an option that maybe you're just meant to be in a job that like you like and it provides you stability and it allows you to live your life and maybe your magic is not in the office. You know what I mean? Or maybe you just haven't found it yet and that's okay too. So again, so many possibilities here, but I hope I answered that in a helpful way with the very little information that I had and I know this is so situational and I know it's a lot of these things are so easy to say next up she said I had sex with a guy that I knew was only going to be temporary I only knew him a few days he travels a lot for work doesn't live where I live why do I miss him makes no sense okay I wanted to answer this because I've been there and I think we all have right so First of all, you missing him definitely makes sense. There are fucking chemicals after sex that unfortunately as women, we feel a lot stronger. So like scientifically, you're bound to feel closer to this human and you're more prone to feeling intimacy. That's one thing. So science aside, I'm going to tough love you for a second because you gave yourself the answer in this question. You said, I only knew him a few days. So number one, you're putting this dude on a pedestal with the little information that you know. And I'm going to need you to stop giving him so much credit because nobody should be on a pedestal. But if you're going to put them there, then you better know all the facts. You better know what you're working with and you make them earn that fucking position, you know? And number two, you said, I knew it was only going to be temporary. So here's the thing with that. If you play with fire, you're going to get burned, right? Because temporary flings can be so fucking fun, so fucking hot. But this is where you need to really know yourself. If you're the kind of bitch that gets attached or feels feels real quick or just, I don't know, you know, when you're just, when you're vibing with someone, you're just really vibing with someone, then you need to have that conversation with yourself before. And you literally should sit with yourself and think like, should I do this? Am I just going to feel worse after? Like, can I handle this situation emotionally? I was just in this position. Okay. I was just in this position of having this conversation with myself and I had this conversation with myself a few weeks ago because I stopped myself from being intimate with somebody because I knew it would just fuck me up. Like, I knew it would make me start feeling things and I knew it would make me feel closer to this person and I knew it wasn't something that I wanted to be feeling with this person for a list of reasons. And, you know, sometimes I'll still fuck around and I'll pay the price later, but I know myself pretty well now and I know when I can separate my feelings and I know when I can fuck around and not get hurt. And this time I was just like, I don't really want to deal with this. Like, I know I'm just gonna, it's just going to fuck me up. So I didn't do it. Maybe I wanted to, but I didn't do it. And so I feel like temporary flings, 
friends with benefits, fuck buddies, all this shit. So fucking fun. But you just got to be careful with your feelings. You're not a robot, okay? You're going to feel things. So you're not crazy for feeling your feelings. But you have to also remind yourself, like, you knew what you were getting yourself into. And sometimes it's like, it is what it is kind of thing, you know? So I would tell you, like, go get distracted. Keep yourself busy. You're not crazy for feeling what you're feeling. But like... I don't know if that's even good advice, but when I'm tr- when I'm trying to not think of a man, I literally keep myself so fucking busy, which I tend to do normally, but I'll make sure, especially at night, I'll make sure to like buck up that week and just fill it up, you know, and you'll be fine. Remind yourself, like, you'll be fine. You were good before him. You'll be fine without him. You can miss him and that's okay. That's a valid feeling. Just, I personally wouldn't act on that feeling knowing what I know and knowing like the arrangement that it sounds like you guys had you know I would kind of just like do my thing and keep myself busy and if he ever just like comes back or reaches out or whatever that's a whole different story but I would just like go on my merry way and remind myself I'm a bad bitch I'm gonna be okay I'm gonna be okay without him you know okay so the next one is about friendship and she said I'm feeling like none of my friends care about me as much as I care about them. And there were a lot of friendship ones as well. So this is tough because I don't have context regarding your situation. Point blank, what I would say or what, I, what I'm what i going to say is we got to communicate our feelings, right? And it seems as though your love languages are definitely not being met. I think that's fair to say. So there's a chance your friends are thinking they're showing you love and care and they're doing it in a way that isn't being received well by you potentially because that's simply just not how you feel valued and i think it's so important to know how people feel cared for and loved in a relationship and that includes friendships right so i really 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 like i know all of my friends my closest friends like i know all their love languages whether i asked or whether i just have made it a note after being friends for years and let me tell you something if somebody is your friend and they care for you and they value you and they want you in their life you vocalizing how you feel should prompt a conversation a conversation where nobody is being attacked i always recommend using i statements so instead of saying like you don't do this or you don't do that you made me feel this way da 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 i would say I feel this way about X, Y, and Z, or lately I've been feeling like X, Y, and Z. And because I value our friendship, I would really love to have a conversation about it because it's not what you say, but how you say it, right? So nobody reacts well to being attacked anyway, and there's just no need. I think there's space for a mature conversation between two people that hopefully care for each other. And you'll very quickly realize if somebody cares about you, it's honestly pretty simple I think communication is obviously the first thing to do if there is a feeling of, you know, if if things are not aligned. I think if you care about somebody and you want things to improve, you owe it to yourself and to the friendship that you have a conversation, right? And But after that, I think you'll really realize if somebody wants to make an effort and wants to make sure that your feelings are valued and prioritized because you'll see action right like you'll see a change in behavior because it's so easy to talk it's easy to apologize it's easy to say words but the action that will hopefully come after that's what will really show you like okay like i'm so happy i commu- i communicated this because now 
you know, she's making an effort or whatever. I'm also going to say we're always really quick to judge other people, right? And I, after years of therapy, have developed a nice little layer of self-awareness. So I like to check in with myself as well. And I'm like, okay, if I'm feeling some kind of way about someone or something, I think about how am I showing up? How am I treating them? Have I been there for them lately? Have I been X, Y, and Z? And this is just something I think important to do. I think self-awareness is fucking huge and life-changing. And I think it's it's just important to do because at the end of at the end of the day, a friendship, a relationship, it takes two people, right? I think friends are such a gift. They're like our chosen family, right? And I think it's I think something really important to remember is to have a friend, you have to be a friend. And if you are being a friend and you're rooting for your friends and you're caring for them and you're being honest with them, then you deserve that type of friendship as well. And I also think we have different kinds of friends, right? You have like your best friends and then you have your good friends and then you have your friends and acquaintances and they're all different and maybe somebody will disagree with me on this, but I think it's really important to know where you stand with the people in your life and where they stand. And I don't think this is like... I don't think this is like a what are we conversation. Like, I don't think you have to do that with your friends. I think with friends, it's different. I think you just know and you just feel it based on treatment and reciprocity and respect. But I think it is important to know where you stand with people and where they stand in your life. And therefore, you are able to adjust your expectations and boundaries accordingly. You know, because, I mean, that's a whole other conversation. We can elaborate on that as well one day if you guys want. But let me wrap up this question with a quote that I love because I'm a quote ho, okay? So this quote is by Jade Torres. And I love how she just wrapped this up with like a beautiful pink little bow. She said, the people that are right for you want to see you grow. They want you to feel safe in their presence. They want you to feel peace. They won't deplete you of your energy, but rather hold the capacity to let you up. They may not understand your wounds, but they will never stop showing you how easy you are to love because the people that are right for you will never make you feel hard to love. How fucking cute. And I think it's so true. Okay, next up. She said, I can't get over this breakup. Actually, she said, sis, I can't get over this breakup. He's in a new relationship and I can't move on. So I'm gonna tough love you because I feel like we're tight and I feel like I can do that and also I'm working with no details whatsoever so here we go first things first you can get over this breakup and you can move on the first thing we're going to do though is change the narrative you're telling yourself and change the words that you're using they're not helping and you're you're the only one who is being reminded of the situation that you're putting yourself in which is you're holding on to the past you're essentially caging yourself instead of allowing yourself the space to begin moving on from this So let's change the way we're speaking first and foremost, okay? The truth is, it's not that you can't get over this breakup and that you can't move on. It's that you don't want to. You don't want to do that yet. You don't want to let go. You don't want to accept that this relationship is over and you're probably fucking terrified and I don't blame you. But let me tell you something. You're only doing a disservice to yourself. You're pausing your life right now because you don't want to let go of something that was. And who's hurting in this? You, literally. And I don't want you to hurt, okay? I don't want, I want you to live your life. I want you to live your best fucking life. So I want you to treat yourself the way that you would treat your best friend right now. And you'd probably tell her, you'd probably be like, hey, bitch. I mean, I speak to my best friends like that. I don't know about you. You'd probably be like, listen, 
I think you should invest in yourself right now and be selfish with yourself right now and fill up your cup and fuck him. Like, not physically. <laughs> Literally. Actually, no. Wait, what? I just got fucked up in the head. Okay. Um, let him go and do whatever you need to do, even if that means baby steps. We love baby steps. We love imperfect steps. Do whatever you need to do to get over this guy. Because you deserve somebody who wants you back, right? And if he's in a new relationship, like, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? I would love more context, but again, I'm just working with what I got. So I'm going to need you to give yourself the space and the chance to move on. You haven't even given yourself the opportunity to move on. I mean, I think, I don't know. But you deserve to live your life fully and not be in this paused, weird, blurry space of I can't let go of him. Yes, you can. It's going to suck and it's not going to be fun and it's not going to be easy, but you can totally fucking do it. Hard things sometimes are not easy. Uh, Duh, no shit. I meant hard things are like sometimes uncomfortable is what I meant, okay? I'm hoping and I'm assuming we've already done like the groundwork of getting rid of him on social media because I feel like when you need to get over over somebody, I don't care what anybody says, I will die on this hill. You got to cut the communication and you got to cut the stalking. Like, just do it for yourself, okay? There's no need to be checking on him, how he's doing, what pic he's posting, like, or who he's doing, you know what I mean? It's none of your business. It's literally none of your business. Okay, now that that's out of the way, I want you also to think of this as an exciting fucking time. This this is like a whole new, it's a whole new chapter, you know? It's, I'm serious though, it's like, it's change. There's change coming. Like, we don't know what's coming and that is so fucking exciting, perspective is everything dude literally everything the way that we think about something and the way that we continue to think about something and speak about something even if it's just to ourselves that is so significant more than people realize you know and we don't know what's coming but we won't even be able to get there if you're just refusing to give yourself the chance to get there right because this is your time now this is your time to do shit you want to do It's your time to invest in yourself and spoil yourself and spend time with your friends, spend time with your family, make new friends, fill up your evenings if possible, because I know that's, I don't know, I think nights are tough, right? Because like we're all busy during the day. I know days can be just a little easier to be busy and distracted. Nighttimes just suck sometimes, you know? So fill up those nights. Make it a point to fill up your agenda, even if it's doing shit with yourself and by yourself. And this is going to sound so cliche, but I don't care. This is your time right now to fall in love with being by yourself and with yourself. Because let me tell you, there's no better fucking feeling than actually enjoying spending time with yourself. It's such a powerful position to be in. And before you know it, you'll be in another relationship if that's something that you want, right? And imagine how beautiful it will be When you were in that new relationship and you can look back and remember everything you did in this time and all the friendships you strengthen and all the, I don't know, hobbies that you gave time to and all the like self-love shit you were doing, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, this is your time. I want you to think of it as like, this is my fucking time. It's me time, baby. It's summertime. It's your time to be selfish. It's your time to build up your life and fill it up with all the shit you love and again he moved on apparently and i don't know about you 
but I don't want shit that doesn't want me, you know? So that's that. I love you and I want you to thrive. And it's, it's hot girl summer. I just, I had to say it, you know? I got like riled up after that one. Okay, so this other one is also about relationships. There were so many about relationships. So we'll do more of these, I promise. But this one is about feeling stuck in a relationship. So she, she literally said, I feel stuck in my relationship and I'm not sure if I should walk away. I'm going to say, if you're asking the question, I think you already know the answer. I think there's nothing braver than walking away from a situation or somebody you care about that is just not meeting all of your needs and choosing yourself, essentially. Choosing to walk away with yourself, for yourself, until you find a relationship that you never want to walk away from, right? Like it's you saying you value yourself more and it's you saying that you deserve a different level in a relationship and it's not being given to you in this one and that's okay and and you can still care for that person and you can still love them and they can be a great person but they can also still be not need, um, matching your needs and that's also okay if you deep down know that you want to lead a different life and it's not going to happen with the person you're in then you pretty much have two fucking choices right you can either choose to leave which i'm not saying is not hard but you can choose to leave and give yourself the chance to find somebody who is going to meet your needs in the way that you want and deserve. Or you can stay in this relationship knowing that you are, you know, kind of settling and staying in something comfortable, probably, and staying in something that you know isn't fulfilling you entirely. And if you're okay with that, then do that. And I'm not trying to sound like a bitch, but I'm saying like, I just think life is so precious. And I think... I, I mean, I'm human, who knows, maybe I'll fuck up and, and, you know, give some idiot a chance and settle for less than I deserve, but I really don't think I will. That's what years of being alone has given me is this fucking just, I'm so, I'm so sure of what I will accept and not. And I'm so sure that I know how fragile and precious life is. And I'm so sure that I won't be, I'd rather be alone than be in a relationship where I'm not fucking fulfilled. It's just that simple for me. And I know it's not that simple to walk away. So I empathize and I understand that. But again, it's it's bravery. You're, you gotta be a brave little bitch. And I know you are. So I don't know. That's what I think. And I wanted to get a different perspective. I asked one of my best friends who, recent, who recently got out of a very long relationship. And I love to ask her for her opinion on things because... She's a very balanced queen. Like, she's very calm. She's very emotionally mature. She wasn't in a toxic relationship. She was in a healthy, very long relationship. It just wasn't, you know, serving her in that moment. And so she wanted more and she walked away from that relationship and it was really fucking hard for her to do. And so I asked her, what would you say to somebody who isn't sure if they should walk away or not? And let me open up what she said because... I love the I love the answer she gave me. Okay, so she said, I would say a few things. You need to think about you first. How do you feel? How is the relationship making you feel? If the answer isn't happy, then you need to stop and take a look at what is affecting you. And if it's the that person slash the relationship, acknowledge wow, I can't speak. Acknowledging that it is is the first step. It's hard to finally make the decision and do the breakup. 
But once you realize that relationship is not what you want for your future, it's like the first step. It's cliche, but for a relationship to work, you need to be good with yourself. Otherwise, you will grow resentment later on and things just won't be great. I said, love that. And she said, you need to get a reality check with yourself. Think about what you want your life to be. Think why you're still with this person. Is it convenience or is it love? I love that part. She said, but it's very childish to think a relationship only works because you love each other. A relationship takes more than just love. Facts. Yes, you need love, but you need commitment from both people. And if you're not sure, clearly you're not being 100% committed. Love doesn't solve everything in a relationship. You can love each other a lot, but if the relationship is just not working and the quote-unquote problems aren't superficial, you need to walk away. Some problems can be fixed, but a relationship is not just about fixing problems, especially fundamental problems that you cannot change. You need to accept the problems and understand if it's something you want to deal with for the rest of your life or not. I said, amazing. Can I include this? I won't say your name. She said, obviously. And then she said, a good example, you really love the person, but you don't want to do long distance anymore, but nobody will move slash budge. You need to think if it's the life you want or not. What would be the outcome? And think of all the things that would happen that would come from that example resentment because one moved and the other didn't feeling responsible for their happiness because they moved for you etc so i love what she said and i love how she said that um a relationship takes more than just love like i never even heard that before and it's so fucking accurate so i hope those perspectives are helpful okay and keep me posted okay last question and I'm going to end it, end it with this one. We're already at 50 fucking minutes. What? How can, I, how can I not shut up to save my life? I don't understand. Okay, she said, I'm in my own way of starting to become a content creator. And I wanted to end with this one because I just felt so identified. Like, this was literally me for 10 years of my life. I'm not exaggerating. 10 fucking years, I knew I wanted to do something, and I didn't start. And I wish I started sooner so my answer for you is going to be really fucking simple and it is start your desire to start needs to be stronger than your fear or you need to feel the fucking fear anyway and roll with it because it your fear is not going to go anywhere it's not going to wake up one day and just pack up and fucking leave i wish but it doesn't work that way you have to give yourself the chance i think i don't know i feel like it annoys me so much that i didn't for so long and i think you should ask yourself like don't you think you deserve it Like, don't you want to be seen and heard? And if the answer is yes, then you need to embrace that shit and give yourself the chance. It's 100% in your control and you get to decide whether or not you're going to give yourself the shot. And I think if you have these feelings of, I want to be seen and I want to be heard in whatever capacity, if that's online, I want to start a podcast, I want to be on YouTube, I want to start a brand, I want to post on IG, whatever it is. If you have that feeling and that desire and you're like, I want to be seen and I want people to hear my voice listen to that shit okay there's a reason you feel that there's a fucking reason I kept feeling that for 10 years and I didn't understand why and I thought I wasn't good enough to do it and I thought that I just I didn't know enough to start a podcast I thought you know the list goes on I could talk about this for fucking hours I have already in different episodes so again I'm going to go back to how precious life is like we have one of these so knowing that like why aren't we chasing the shit that we love you know what i mean i can't take the fear out of you all i can say is that i was 
literally feeling that for 10 years and i don't like having regrets actually you know what fuck that because i will never understand when people are like i have no regrets bitch must be nice because i hooked up with a solid four and i regret that shit every single day because you know what he was a solid four and wasn't even funny like what he did not deserve all this did not deserve it but you know what we learn and we move on and you know what else i regret not giving myself the chance 10 years ago so I hope that fucking, I don't know, I wish I could like shake you and just tell you like start, give yourself the chance, you never know what could fucking happen, but you'll never know literally unless you give yourself the shot. So give yourself the shot, you know, you deserve it. That's it for today, I feel like that was a little bit all over the place, but I hope something hit, I hope there was something in here you needed today, and if there was, tell me what it was because I love to know. I love to know what hit. It really like makes my day. You know what I mean? Like I'm sitting here speaking to myself, basically, even though I'm, I know I'm not. But so then when you like, when you guys come back to me and you're like, fuck that part, really, you know, I love that part. I'm like, oh, yes. You know what I mean? Okay. Love you guys. Have a beautiful weekend and I'll see you next week. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.